Hi there, my name is Romana, and great that you are listening to Philosophy Explained. This podcast is focused on interesting philosophies, so you can find a true connection with yourself and the people around you. Are you ready to expand your vision on life and to be inspired? Then let's start. The wheel of life is one of the central concepts in the Buddhist philosophy. It is a visual representation of the insights the first ever Buddha had about the universe. Now, more than 2500 years later, his philosophy inspires countless people all over the world. In this podcast episode, we talk about what the Buddhist philosophy is about. We will explain concepts like Dharma, Karma, Samsara, Enlightenment and Nirvana. This month's philosophy explained is about the Buddhist wheel of life and the role of karma. Since you are listening to a podcast episode, I will first explain to you what the wheel of life looks like. Um, It is a circle in the middle and then you have three rings around it, each ring consisting out of several compartments. Something that looks like an angry devil is holding this wheel. The name of this character is Yama. Yama is not actually an evil character. Rather, he is a visual representation of death and impermanence. The relation between Yama and the wheel in that way visualizes that as long as beings live with a certain mindset, they won't break free into enlightenment. Also, nothing is permanent in the wheel. No realm, no state, no situation, no feeling. Let's first discuss the wheel from the inner circle to the outer ring. The wheel starts in the middle with the inner circle. In the middle you will find three animals. A pig, that stands for ignorance. A snake, that stands for hatred. And a cock, that stands for attachment. You could see these mindsets as the driving force behind the wheel we are stuck in. More specifically, these three poisons lead to karma which keeps us from breaking free. So let's be a bit more specific here. In the Western world, we see karma as the negative consequences of bad behavior. In Buddhism, it's a bit different. There, they believe that karma is the action leading to a specific result rather than the result itself. For example, karma is hurting someone verbally. The consequence is being left with the karmic imprint. When such imprint is negative, this causes us to relive life in the same realm or another instead of breaking free from the wheel. For more information on karma, it's best to listen to the separate podcast episodes about karma, in which Buddhist David Marks explains what karma is exactly. We know now that our challenges are related to three mindsets that prevent us from breaking free. The first ring that consists out of a white half on the left and a black half on the right explains the effects of karma. The black half shows how we would degrade ourselves to a lower realm as long as we act on our negative mindset. However, if we focus on doing good, we will upgrade to a higher realm, which is shown on the white half. This white half might eventually lead us to enlightenment. 
In order to understand what the realms imply according to the Buddhist philosophy, I will discuss the next ring. So we first discussed the circle with the three animals, and then we discussed the first ring with the black and the white half about um, what karma does. And now we're going to the next ring, which shows the six different realms. The first realm is the hell realm. In the hell realm, you find beings who are possessed with negative feelings, such as hatred and coldness. There are angry beings who usually attack people and situations, and sometimes even attack themselves. The hungry ghost realm is right next to the hell realm. This realm accommodates the beings who are always unsatisfied and are limited by their feelings of attachment. Buddhists speak of attachment when beings have large expectations of things and of other people. They keep craving for more and better because they are never content with the current situation. In practice, this means that attachment leads to resistance towards change. This is why on the wheel of life, hungry ghosts look like creatures with very thin necks. No matter how much they try to eat, they can't swallow much, so they always feel hungry for more. Then you also have the animal realm. In this realm live the ignorant beings. They are afraid to step out of their comfort zone and are generally sticking to familiarity. Living in the animal realm often means making choices that destruct others. And the sad thing about it is that the animals can't help it. This is because they are led by their instinct, making them unable to make a deliberate decision. They are always in a fight or flight mode. This makes living in the animal realm extremely stressful. Then you have the human realm. The human realm is all about the desire for experiences. The human realm could be seen as the greatest realm to be in. That is because in the human realm we experience relativeness. We have all five senses and our minds to experience this world. And on top of that, we got a desire to experience as much as possible. In this realm, you can experience both pleasure and pain. And that's why we sometimes speak about heaven or hell on earth. In our realm, we can get a taste of different realms because of the mindset we are sometimes stuck in. We can, for example, be very angry in our realm. But at the same time, we can feel completely different when we change our mindset. So we discussed four realms so far, and we have two more left. The fifth one is the demigod realm. The demigod realm and the god realm have a special connection. The demigods are jealous of each other and of the gods, and therefore spend their main energy on envy and competitiveness. They always want to be superior. Then you have the god realm. According to Buddhism, as a reward for good karma, Beings go to the God Realm. The God Realm is full of delightful pleasures. Beings in the God Realm are enjoying themselves and are very fortunate. But with their happiness, they are unable to relate to unhappy beings and to show them compassion. Instead, they experience feelings such as pride, superiority and alienation. Then we have the last ring. This is the outer ring of the Buddhist wheel, 
and it shows how karma determines our next life. The last ring of this wheel is called the dependent origination, and it shows the natural course of life and how karma leads to birth and rebirth. This phenomenon of life, death and rebirth is also known as the samsara. In the upcoming part I will discuss the pictures that are shown in the illustration of the wheel of life, but I will explain it to you in the form of a storyline. The man is blinded by ignorance in his search for happiness. He is undertaking actions and creates results. Next, he experiences the consequences. He uses all of his senses and his mind to experience the outcome. He connects to the world around him and experiences pleasure. Naturally, since he can experience pleasure, he can experience unpleasant feelings and pain as well. That is when he realizes he prefers pleasure and starts craving it. He is starting to feel attached to positive feelings and experiences and tries to fulfill his wants. Those actions, slash karma, lead to consequences. These consequences lead to rebirth. After all, if we choose to make our decisions based on ignorance, attachment, or in some cases hatred, we create negative karma. And karma leads to rebirth, because we need to learn more. We live, grow old, and pass away. Buddhists believe that we pass away when the karma for this life has come to an end. Whether we reach enlightenment depends on how we live our next life. But if we are led by our ignorance again, the cycle continues. And we might end up in another realm instead. Which realm that is depends on our karmic imprints. So, how do we exit the wheel and enter enlightenment? Nirvana is what you enter when you exit the wheel and enter enlightenment. It is the place where you would no longer suffer. The only realm where you could find the Buddhist wheel of life's exit into Nirvana is the human realm. This is because as humans we have the capacity to differentiate between good and bad and change the way we think and act. However, as long as our own ignorance, hatred and attachment lead us in our decision-making, we won't be able to reach better. We need to realize that our feelings of happiness are only temporary and condition-related and therefore shouldn't let the chase consume us. For as long as it does, we will create our own karma and stay stuck in the Buddhist wheel of life. As a solution for this imprisonment, Buddhism promotes meditation. When we meditate, we clear our minds and we seek to find answers ourselves. We concentrate and in that way we can see things as they truly are. Also, we could realize firsthand that in our world, permanence is impossible because everything is subject to change. We can show more compassion for everyone around us and gain more wisdom. The Dharma, Buddha's teachings, is focused on how to see the world from a perspective of truth, as they say. The first Buddha we know is Siddhartha Gautama. 
Siddhartha was a prince who, during the end of his 20s, escaped his palace and witnessed the other side of the spectrum. Pain, aging and death. He meditated until he was able to make sense of the world he was perceiving. Once everything made sense, he reached the highest level possible in compassion and wisdom. The word Buddha stands for the awakened or the enlightened. Siddhartha became a Buddha. But according to Buddhism, we do not need to be special or chosen in order to become a Buddha. As a matter of fact, we can all become Buddhas at some point in our many lifetimes. That is what, in my opinion, makes this philosophy so beautiful. In the last couple of years, I learned a lot about the Buddhist wheel of life and the role of karma. And I must say, I love this philosophy. Many things make sense, and I could even identify the different realms in the phases I passed in my life. Talking about these realms, I'm not sure whether I believe that all these realms actually exist. It makes so much more sense if we would experience all these realms as human beings living a human life. I do believe we are all here to learn specific lessons that could be different for all of us. You could say that by trying to identify the realm you are in, you could also find out what the challenge is that you are facing. I believe we should not judge each other, since below the behavior we see others perform underlies a challenge that they need to overcome. Therefore, we need to support each other without feeling responsible for another, and even more important, while giving each other the space to learn our own lessons. After all, that is how we truly grow. That is why I highly value experiences. They teach us more about ourselves through the lessons we learn and therefore help us to overcome our challenges. Would you like to find out more about the power of experience? Then make sure to listen to my other podcast episode about the power of experience. So now I'm wondering, what did you think about the wheel of life? What do you think about this way of perceiving life and the challenges that we are all facing? Did you recognize being maybe in any of these realms? Or do you know people who are facing challenges that are typical for these different kind of realms? I hope this episode challenged your mind and I'd love to hear what you think about this philosophy. If you'd like to, you can visit my website www.thetrueconnection.com Here you find many more articles and podcast episodes focused on self-development. Did you like this episode? Don't forget to follow this podcast. Thank you for listening to Philosophy Explained and hopefully until next time.